When we finally have in our hands what we've been wanting for a long time, it feels great, for a little while anyway. Apparently, the joy we feel in the process of saving money to buy something, or even when waiting for its delivery, is usually much bigger than the joy we feel when we finally have the item in our possession. In fact, sometimes reality, with all of its credit card bills and other pressures, makes people worse off than before having what they wanted. I suppose that explains why we tend to be more attached to items that made us jump through hoops to buy. Putting in extra shifts at work, eating less and tightening the purse strings, all so that we could have enough money to buy it. Sure, it's a lot of trouble, but looking at that bank account and feeling proud and excited that we're inching toward the goal every day, now those kinds of memories are literally priceless. Maybe it's best that we don't always get what we want with ease. Opportunities that, pre that present themselves when we're not ready, or fortunes so great that we don't even know what to do with them, they sometimes end up being more trouble than they're worth anyway. I'm John Park, and this is One Fine Day. Welcome to One Fine Day with Lena Park with John Park. We started today's show with Primary and a song Burger's High featuring Sam Kim and Esna. Yeah, whatever it may be, things that come into our position too easily uh, just don't get the same place in our hearts as the things that give us a lot of trouble to get. For some reason. And we just seem to grow more attached to the things that come with stories. And we could probably say the same thing about a day, right? Uh, for example, a peaceful, eventless day without any trouble are great. I mean, don't get me wrong. But it's the long, busy days that wear us down that are often more memorable. And that also make us feel a little more proud of ourselves. Like we're a better person today than we were the day before. Right? Don't you think so? So what kind of day are you having right now? Tell me all about it, as you also tell me where you are and what you're doing, because our global roll call is coming up in just a moment. Also, don't forget to tell me which songs you'd like to hear on the show today, and share yours, h i g h u n d e r stories, and anecdotes about anything and everything. Send in your messages on Kong, write on the various message boards on OFD's website at world.kbs.co.kr. Or leave a comment on the latest posts on Instagram at KBS One Fine Day and Facebook at facebook.com slash English KBS. If you have a Korean phone number, you can also send a text at sharp8150. It's 51 per SMS and 101 per MMS. It's Wednesday today, so Kayo Top 10 is coming up in part two of the show. So be sure to stick around for that little trip back in time. I'll be back with the roll call after this song break. Here's Yuna and her song, Parade.
One Fine Day is coming to you live from Seoul, Korea, where it's currently 5.20 p.m. as I speak. The weather here today is very clear and sunny. Right now, I'm talking to you in a studio located on the fourth floor of the main KBS building in Yeoido, Seoul. Where are you? It's the global roll call, if you will, a chance for me to find out where in the world all the listeners are and what you're all up to right now. Alicia Y says, My OFD diary arrived over the weekend. Australia had very strict parcel delivery rules and restrictions throughout the COVID and post-COVID period, so this was the first OFD gift I received since the onset of the pandemic. So it's especially meaningful to me because it seems to mark the start of a new era and a new year. And it's beautiful. It's so nice. I'm almost reluctant to use it. Uh, That's great to hear. The OFD diary, finally. And Isun92 says, 안녕하세요, 존박님. 반갑습니다. I'm tuning in to One Fine Day for the first time in a while and hearing Jandi hosting it for the first time ever. I'm so excited. I'm about to wash up to step out. Here, have a happy day. And a happy day to you too, Iser. And Blue Maniac925 says, Hello, DJ John. How are you? I hope you are fine now. It's cloudy in Jakarta, Indonesia. Hello, Blue Maniac. I hope you're doing well too. And Forever Lina says, Chumbangnim, it's sunny and quite warm today. 오늘도 잘 듣겠습니다. Yeah, I was out in the afternoon and yeah, it's still negative one degrees outside, but because it's sunny, it feels a little warmer than uh, yesterday and two days ago. Joy Joy says, I'm on vacation in Jeju. I'm feeling a little out of sorts to be driving for the first time in a while, but I'm thrilled to have the time to listen to the radio again. I'm very envious of you, Joy Joy. Uh, Jeju-do right now should be a little warmer than Seoul, and it's a great time to travel. I mean, any time is a great time to travel. Have a good time in Jeju-do. And come back safely. Here are some song requests. Ray Liur says, Just catching up on the podcast replay, and I didn't expect your voice to sound this deep. Your voice is so cool, and you're doing a fantastic job as a special guest DJ. I'm sorry I'm not too familiar with your works, but I hope to learn more about them this week. May I also request Astro's Noraso. Thank you. And Dewan Rafikal Islam says, Hello, John Park. How are you? I'm fine. Please play Rocket Punch's Chiquita. Okay, let's listen to these two songs right now. First up, Astro with Norasa, Because It's You. And after that, we're going to listen to Rocket Punch and their song Chiquita. That was Rocket Punch and their song Chiquita. And before that, we heard Astro with Norasa because it's you. Jong Songa says, 안녕하세요, Jandi. I just finished filing last year's taxes. Fighting to all the employees and business owners. Ah, 수고하셨네요. 네. Oh, good job. <laughs> last year's taxes. Oh, it's around that time again, huh? Yeah, doing the taxes. K124661555 says, It's your third day. Do you feel more comfortable now? I do. Yeah. As the days go on, I feel uh, more at home and English 
at least I think, is getting better. I don't, I don't know if you can tell the difference, but from my perspective, it's definitely getting, um, yeah, easier just to talk, read, speaking. It's good. Yuri Yuri says, Hi, John. I'm currently in Subway Line 7 having an identity crisis. I'm done with graduate school and still haven't decided what to do with my life. How did you choose your career and life path? What were your life milestones? Hmm. Well, for me, I think I was quite lucky because my career... I'd like to think that my career chose me instead because I studied economics when I was at college. Um, But it was the random audition programs, American Idol followed by Superstar K that led me to this profession. Um, And so, yeah, I was extremely lucky and I'm grateful for that. Uh, But everyone has that time wondering what to do um i certainly did until you know i started music um it's only natural and i think the longer you spend the the this time won't be wasted it's very important to take your time take a step back stop and think what you want in your life and what you want to do i'm sure you'll figure it out Uh, Yubin Iko says, 존박 오라버니 안녕하세요. After writing an exam, I'd been preparing for and moving. Life life had been too hectic. Uh, So much has happened that now I don't even want to lift a finger. I'm just rolling around on the couch. My request is 존박 빗속에서. 오늘 방송도 화이팅. I mean, after being so busy, you deserve a little break. And you deserve... to listen to this next song John Parks in the rain You're listening to One Fine Day with Lena Park with John Park Taipei Warren says wow this song is also really nice John's a great singer too Thank you Yeah, Pisogesa in the Rain was um, one of the performances I did during the audition program back in 2010. Um, and it's originally by the legendary Yi m u n s e And yeah, his song is so great that I had a really fun time making my own rendition of it. Yumi Jang says, DJ님 안녕하세요. Were you an avid reader as a child? I kept my social distance with the books back then. Uh, but now I seem to be reading all the children's books I should have read then. Uh, these days I'm reading the Magic Treehouse series to the kids. And it's actually a lot more fun than I thought. 오늘도 one fine day 를 지켜주셔서 감사합니다. When I was little, I think... I enjoyed reading. And then I stopped reading when I was in junior high, as most kids, you know. I I like to play outside instead of reading. And then when I became, when I grew up, I think I started, I picked up reading again. Especially when I moved here, I wanted to learn Korean as fast as possible. So I think I um, 
yeah, I try to read as much as possible for just educational purposes. And nowadays I enjoy reading again. I think it just comes and goes, the distancing. Biosphere says, it's been a year since I got to know about One Fine Day. Thank you for always sharing good energy. I want to request 친구처럼 by Lena Park. Well, let's listen to this song. Park jung Lena Park's 친구처럼, like friends. They're different, but not entirely. Two different songs from two different parts of the world. It's like they belong to a parallel universe. It's time to listen to a couple of songs that are seemingly nothing alike, but actually somewhat similar in one way or another upon closer inspection. One K-pop track and one non-K-pop track. It's Parallel Universe. Today we're going to listen to two songs that are both about big worlds. We'll start with the K-pop song Big World by Baegyerin. She first caught the public's attention as a child when her singing chops landed her various appearances on TV. Eventually she made her official debut as a singer-songwriter in 2015 and she's since been beloved for her own brand of unique sounds. And she released a single album entitled New Year on January 1st this year. And the song Big World was the second track on the single. It's an all-English song that goes something like this. You left me in this big world. You surely knew that I'd be totally alone in this place. People are together. They stare at me. Where is he? You left me with no choice. So I chose the way of locking up the door so... No one could tear it apart again. I slammed it hard for you to hear, but I left my window open. And on the non-K-pop side, we're listening to A Big World by Australian singer-songwriter Joel Adams. He also appeared on TV shows as a child and awed the audience as one of the youngest contestants on X Factor, the Australian version. And he also made his official debut in 2015, Yeah, and has been popular ever since. A lot of parallels, you see. His song, A Big World, was a part of his self-titled EP that was released in 2020. And it appears to be about growing pains, because the lyrics go like this. I'm tired of living in a small world. I need a big world. One where the stars still shine. My father's only getting older. He said, son, I told you. Don't ever leave your past behind. Those same old stories that used to bore me, oh, what I'd give to hear them one last time. I'm not ready because I want the world to feel big like it did when we were, like it did when we were kids. Now let's listen to these two songs back to back, one feeling like the world is too big and one feeling like the world isn't big enough anymore. Big World by Pegerin, followed by Big World by Joel Adams. The songs you just heard were Big World by Pegerin and A Big World by Joel Adams. 
Those were the Parallel Universe songs of the day. Coming up in part two is OFD's version of Gaio Top 10. So don't change the channel. For now, we're going to wrap up part one of the show with Yuri-jan, Glass by Guwon-chan. Welcome to part two of One Fine Day with Lena Park with John Park. In just a moment, we'll hop on a time machine and travel back in time to listen to some good old Gaio on OFD's Wednesday segment, Gaio Top 10. So I'll be right back with Liz after this song break. Here's Kim Pil with Moksori, Your Voice. And after that, we'll listen to Taeyeon and her song, Tulinayo, Can You Hear Me? Once upon a time, there were days when K-pop was simply known as Kayo. And back in those days, every Wednesday evening, every Korean music fan tuned in to KPS 2TV to watch their favorite singers perform on the legendary music chart program dubbed the Kayo Top 10. It's not Throwback Thursday or Flashback Friday, but Way Back When Wednesday. And we're going to take a trip back in time to listen to some old school K-pop music, a.k.a. Kyle. Joining me in the studio to guide us through this trip is OFD staff writer Liz. Hello. Hi. Hi, hi. So what's the theme today? Well, uh, just before we get into the theme, I just wanted to make a quick note that I'm surprised and impressed that you didn't lose your breath while reading the opening. (laughs) I'm a singer. That's true. My breath capacity. Lena had complained before that it's actually like one long sentence. It is. It's very long. I had to look at it before and kind of practice it beforehand, but... uh, Made yeah. it through. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> and then moving on to our theme of the day, uh-huh. it has actually something to do with you being a great singer. Um, because mm-hmm. I was inspired by your chat with Youngdae on Monday. Oh, yeah. To come up with this theme. Okay. Because you guys mentioned Purple Haze. Yes. It was my collegiate a cappella group. Right. Yeah. And I remembered a couple of a cappella songs from the Korean music kayo history Ah, um, that I could actually think of on top of my head Mm. Um, and then I kind of built around that so we're going to listen to a couple of a cappella songs from the early to mid 90s mostly um, and uh, a couple of quasi a cappella songs yeah they use elements of it anyway right so, well, you know all of this, but for our listeners who may not be, you know, as familiar with the idea of an a cappella mm-hmm. music or a cappella band, it's basically defined as a singer or a singing group without instrumental accompan- accompaniment. Mm. So, just voices. That's right. That's the legit definition of a cappella. Yeah. And, uh, um, I guess, well, like, during my research, I did read a phrase where they said, um, you know, basically, a cappella music existed as long as humans have existed. 
Right, because back then there weren't any instruments. Exactly. I just mean, mouths. Yeah, they could have banged on some rocks or whatever. Right. But um, And yes, they did come up with instruments pretty early on in quote-unquote human history. But, mm. um, you know, I'm sure people would have started making noises with their mouths before making those instruments. Of course. And then it's ironic how now we use our mouths to replicate those sounds. Right, instead. to imitate yeah, instruments exactly. like beatboxing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's that happens a lot in a cappella groups too. Yeah. Because uh, some a cappella groups like to, uh, well, you know, use beatboxing or other um, means to replicate or imitate instrumental sounds. And then there are other types of a cappella groups who just prefer to use harmonies. Right. Like, we were uh, before we started the segment. We were talking about um, uh, barbershop, yeah, and then there's duop, mm-hmm. which are all also a uh, type of a cappella music. Mm. Um, but apparently, uh, a cappella, well, with its name too, they all kind of have a religious root. Oh, because it started it? with like church choirs. Okay, um, that well, makes sense. The way we know a cappella. Um, today anyway, like mm. the form of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, in the U.S., and I guess you could say North America, I, you know what, I should have looked up Europe too, but mm. in North America, um, the a cappella collegiate groups and like high school groups kind of mm. started cropping up in the early 1910s. 1910s? Oh, that's a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. But I think at the time they were mostly... Um, Religious colleges. Oh, okay. That so started, choirs. yeah, big choirs with like forty to seventy people at mm-hmm. first, um, but you know that kind of got separated with different types of music. Mm. And uh, nowadays, there are a lot of colleges with a lot of different uh, glee clubs and yeah. uh, not only a cappella, but like you know some of them have barbershop groups and some right. of them have duop groups and so mm. on and so forth. And uh, yeah, Purple Haze, I did a little bit of, I couldn't, I wouldn't call it digging. I just went to their website. <laughs> I usually do more digging, but yeah. I went to their website and I found out they were formed in 1996 mm. and they have so far released nine studio albums. Yeah, we've been working hard. Yeah. And Northwestern has a very big uh, acapella scene. Mm. I, I believe there are more than a dozen groups. Within the school? Within the school. That's pretty huge. Yeah, and, and there's big arts, um, I guess, arts program. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people who are in musical theater mm. or opera or just like, they just like singing. Mm-hmm. And so there are many groups. And from a young age, I really liked the harmonization of voices. Right. So I listened to a lot of Boys to Men, for mm-hmm. example, um, and just... Yeah, people making harmonies. And that that was kind of like my thing. Mm-hmm. And so I was naturally drawn to college a cappella groups mm-hmm. when I went to school. And still, and when I make music, mm-hmm. I make all of my harmonies myself. And it's they're usually kind of big vocal arrangements. Right. It definitely has an influence on me still now. Yeah, yeah. I love the stacking of the harmonies. And mm. uh, nowadays when I really shouldn't <laughs> I spent hours on YouTube watching you know like there are a lot of like single art like solo artists who like to do split screens with like oh, different yeah. vocal st- uh, stacks and everything mm. and I don't know why I find that so entertaining I keep watching them over and over again yeah, it's kind of you, you get like this uh, what do you call it it's cathartic yeah. sometimes yeah, yeah, to just be like oof that chord exactly by one person yeah. ooh that feels good and then yeah. they make it look so easy and mm-hmm. makes you think that you could do it you could do it I can't I have a video on YouTube 
I should look it up. <laughs> but yeah, like I, it makes you think. It makes like the layman think they could do it, mm. <laughs> and yeah, that's not the good part. <laughs> Anywho, um, coming back to Korea though, yeah. uh, there are a lot of colleges with their glee clubs and whatnots too, mm-hmm. um, and there's even a Korea Korean Acapella Association ah. um, as of early 2000s, and they hold yearly contests and festivals. I see, and uh, I it looks like they had to hold off on the big uh, national festivals for the past couple of years for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. But I did look on their Facebook page and found out that they did have an year and a very big hoopla uh, at the end of last year, which mm. included a Hangul Acapella 대중화 30주년 시상식. So they gave away awards to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the popularization of Korean acapella. Wow. That was long. And uh, they had also uh, performances of doo-wop sounds, and they mm. had dinner and talk. I see. Yeah. Oh, it's 30 it's years? Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so there have been a lot of amateur groups, and as I mentioned, college groups. And um, uh, they also have a list of current professional acapella groups on the website as well. Mm-hmm. And I was actually really surprised to find the long list because yeah. the only handful of Korean acapella groups that I know include uh, one group that I will be mentioning uh, in time mm-hmm. uh, within the segment. And then Maytree, who actually performed on one of the, I think it was America's Got Talent or uh, one of those shows. I see. Um, and then Solists. Uh, which is another group that I binged on for a while. I see. <laughs> and you. Um, but the first popular music yeah. that I could find um, with my limited resources and limited information mm-hmm. um, uh, that became popular enough, uh, even though it had like zero instruments, mm-hmm. for people to take notice of okay. was actually a song called Tok Nok Seginseng. Uh, it was translated as Enemy Green Life. I'll get to that in just a little bit. But okay. it was a song by Kongirobi off of their third album released ah. in 1992. Kongirobi. Hence, 30 years ago. Ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the start of... Um, it, it, well, I'll get to the start of the whole burgeoning of the acapella scene in Korea okay. uh, in just a little bit. But it was around this time mm-hmm. that we had some very experimental musicians trying stuff mm. out. And we all know Jung Seok-won and Jang Ho-il are very experimental people. Yep. And uh, not only did they become the first group in Korea to, or Korean uh, music scene to not have a singer on their band mm. to have guests uh, rotating. Right. Um, but, you know, they they just tried a lot of different things. And for this particular album, they wanted to just kind of, you know, throw in everything, including the kitchen sink, and just try all sorts of different genres. Mm. Um, and uh, namely, they did mention house, pop, ballad, reggae, and acapella. Wow. And today, it doesn't sound that surprising but uh-huh. at the time when the country was basic or the music scene was basically like trot ballad and folk song right. and you know like it was very limited at the time even yeah. even in 1992 mm. so it was actually quite surprising and shocking for just one band to release a single album with all these different sounds right right and uh, this song uh also has a very experimental theme because mm. it's about the environment 
Oh. And how we're ruining it. Oh, very we progressive. <laughs> 30 years ago. Right. Um, and uh, I, I wonder if they chose this theme for this particular song or the other way around mm. because maybe they thought even the instruments were kind of not good for the environment. Mm. Kind of I'm, going back to a natural state, maybe. Right. Um. So I wonder if that choice mm -hmm. was a part of the theme as well. Yeah. Apparently, they spent 16 hours putting all putting this song together with just the voices. Ah. Um, and the vocals included, accredited uh, vocals anyway, included Jang Ho-il, Jung Seok-won, Lee Jang-woo, Jo Hyung-kun, Moon Kyung-hyun, Yoon Jong-shin, and Kim Tae-woo. Wow. And lyrically, it goes something like, um, you know, in the morning, we wash our hair with shampoo and put mousse in our hair. Mm -hmm. And uh, we get on our cars that spew out white smoke mm -hmm. and just get into the noise that we've gotten used to. And we use disposable cups and disposable everything just because it's cleaner mm -hmm. and think it's manners to uh, have leftover food or right. not finish our plates. Mm -hmm. And the punchline is because we've been throwing out so much um, selfishness and indifference mm -hmm. out there, now we can't breathe in clean air anymore. Mm. And again, 30 years ago. Yeah, I mean, 30 years ago, it wasn't that bad. I mean, um, it's, it's not as bad as now. Right now, it's we're in the middle of global warming. Right, but right. Back then, it wasn't like a big issue as it, it is now. It should have been though, right? Right. As, yeah. So, you know, they were very kind of... They Progressive. Were, um, I mean, yeah, the environment was in the main news, I think. It was in the talks in the mainstream as mm -hmm. well. But um, I think the people who voiced their opinions on the issue were kind of looked upon, you know, like with the side eye. Right. Like, like, right. Do you really have to be so difficult? Kind yeah. Of, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, very progressive. Oh, and the title, Chok Duk Sik Yun Seng, the whole time I thought uh, the title was Red Green Life. Oh, right. Because yeah. Chok actually can Could mean be, red yeah. too. Uh, and then I had no idea why <laughs> it would be red-green. Um, but uh, upon looking up the English title, I did find out they meant enemy. Hmm. And so the title, Chok Duk Seng Yun Seng, looks to me um, to mean the enemy of mm. green life. Right, right. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll take a listen to this song, Kong Bi, and their song, Chok Duk Seng Yun Seng, Enemy Green Life. I like that. I like that end part. <laughs> so catchy. Right, we just heard Kongirobi's Jog Noksegin saying Enemy Green Life. Still an odd nice title, but. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, it must have been quite refreshing for most Koreans to have heard this for the first time. Right. Uh, but as I mentioned, the song did get a lot of attention, partly because Kong uh, Yiro-bi's third album had been so huge. Uh. It was called The Third Wave, mm -hmm. and um, it had Aju Oreden Yonindir on it. And after that, um, you know, everyone huge was song. buying the albums right. and listening to the entire album. So mm. um, I don't know. I really can't say how many times this song would have been played on the radio, mm -hmm. but 
just thinking about how many people own the album mm. goes to show that the song must have been heard a lot. I, even I knew the song before doing the research. Right, so, right. Yeah. Okay, what song are we li- listening to next? Well, we're going to listen to some Strangers. Strangers. By Strangers. Because uh-huh. <laughs> it's a song called 낯선 사람들 mm-hmm. by the band 낯선 사람들. Uh, I hesitate to call them a band. They're more like a vocal group. Uh-huh. And they actually are often billed as a jazz vocal group. Um, and they existed from, I, th- I think they were formed in 1991. And they disbanded in 1996, or after that album anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they actually, no, that was 1997 was when they disbanded. Um, but yeah, uh, it was formed by an artist by the name of Ko Chan-yong, who mm-hmm. Had uh, his roots in the Yujae which just goes to show he's a great songwriter. Yeah. And uh, this group, Dasan Saramdir, I think it's today, I think it's safe to say that it's most famously known as Isora's group. Right. Because she had been one of the five members. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, up front, I'll tell you, this is not a a cappella song. Okay. But they do use vocal harmonies a lot extensively. And uh, there are parts where um, you hear elements of, um, you know, like the bass lines and uh, like the middle lines and whatnot that mimic an a cappella song. I see. But um, the album, which was their debut album, by the way, Mm -hmm. um, it has 10 tracks in total. And two of those tracks are actually all legit a cappella. Ah. And I debated bringing them in, but I thought our listeners might prefer a familiar tune. Right. Because this song was really popular. Mm. And even though it's not an acapella song, we get to hear the range of the vocalists, the five vocalists in there, all the same. So I thought this might be a... You know, a break. Great. <laughs> and uh, for those who may be interested, uh, the full-on acapella songs on the album are called Pini Rusan and Hey Kumin. Mm. And I was actually really surprised to hear that. So, like, even with Kongirobi song, they're amazing vocalists, mm-hmm. but there are parts where they kind of get a little pitchy. You know, they're not right. like you know in perfect pitch. Yeah. Which is the title of the movie? But um, <laughs> uh, was that Pitch Perfect? Pitch Perfect. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, um, but uh, with Dasan Saram there, their songs, well, with my earphones anyway, they sounded pretty perfect. I see. And this was before the times of you know the auto tunes and the machines touching your voices. Yeah. So I thought that was really impressive, and it mm. showed what great vocalists these five people were. Mm. Uh, so yeah, this album was released in 1993. So we're still around that time when the uh, we haven't quite yet seen the burgeoning of the acapella scene, which I will mention eventually. Okay. <laughs> Just hang on. Um, and when this album was released, the not only the music critics, but uh, you know, just everyone else listening to the songs were apparently feeling like they were really dastaro. You know, they were uh, strange. Yeah. They were not something it, yeah, f- people were familiar with. Mm. But it sounded good. Yeah. Obviously, right? right. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, they actually have their roots in a folk song group from a college as well. Mm-hmm. well some of the members, anyway. Um, and uh, that kind of made me think, so the majority of people, the general public found this very strange or new. The song. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, their style. Okay. But if 
there the um, the group was formed by former college students who were in a musical group together. Does that mean the college kids had already picked up the trend? Mm. And they were already forming their own musical groups within schools. Mm. So I don't know which came first, right. but uh, I, I think the key takeaway, though, is that it was still, it was strange. Indeed, they did name themselves well. Yeah, but, strangers. Um, and I think it's also because uh, the part that people found strange was the um, the harmony and the way the, saw, the chords progressed. Mm-hmm. It was just not very Korean. Right. Because uh, back then, most songs... They were predictable mm-hmm. more, I think. Yeah. And um, Nasa Saramdur were very experimental in terms of like chord progression right, right. and harmonization. And they were highly or largely influenced by uh, foreign bands like mm. Manhattan Transfer. Right. Uh, but uh, another noteworthy fact is that they were mm, musicians like them. Mm. I think that's that, important. That's just something. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so much so that even though they were just releasing their first album, the the names on the session list, I know some of them. And that means a lot because, uh. you know, I'm not in the industry. So mm-hmm. uh, names like Kim Byung-chan, Jang Ki-ho, Kim Gwang-min, Jung Won-young, Jo Dong-ik, oh. Kim Hyun-chul. These people yeah. were like, you know what? Let me get a hand. Let me get my hands in this. Right. You know? So that goes to show that... Mm. They, I guess musicians saw them as something to look out for. Right, right? something special. Yeah, something special. And mm. I think they were special. Great. Yeah. Okay, we'll listen to Nasan Saramders, Nasan Saramders Strangers by Strangers. That was Natsun Saramder's Strangers by Natsun Saramder's Strangers. And you're listening to OFD's very own Kayo Top 10. Listener Tepe Warren was saying, oh, this song, I heard it before, if I remember correctly. Mm. You do remember correctly. I did uh, talk about this song with Lena quite a while ago, actually, yeah. I think. Um, and uh, she's also asking, is Isora one of the singers? And yes, she heard right. Mm. It was Isora all over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, her voice is very, you can hear it very distinctly mm-hmm. on this track. And mm-hmm. the jazzy chords are so nice to listen to. It's crazy. They nail it. It's so pleasant. It's yeah. really no wonder that even though it was something very strange and new, people just loved it. Right. Because it's so it's good. Good music. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, what's our next song? Well, the next band uh, was actually wrongfully dubbed the first a cappella group of the country. Oh. But they were not. Okay. They were not, but they still do exist. I see. And uh, they go by the name Ingong Song. Mm-hmm. And we're going to listen to their song, 사랑이라 부를 수 있을까? Can I call it love? It was uh, the title track of their debut album, also released in 1993. Mm. And this is a full-on a cappella song. And uh, it was actually a great feat that they reached the top five on Uh the major charts. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing I found out about this group that I never knew before is that their name, Ingongi Song, does not mean satellite. Oh, what does it mean then? Uh, they use different Chinese characters uh-huh. to mean um, the the 
most beautiful voice made by humans. Oh, that uh, okay. Yeah, so they use. I guess that could work. Yeah, they mm. use 사람인 장인공 클위 mm-hmm. and 소리성. Ah, I see. I have to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite clever. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm very happy to have found that out. Mm. Now, when they first started out, the well, Ingongison, when they first started out, they were in college and they were actually formed within college. Okay. And uh, not just any college, but SNU, oh. <laughs> if it matters to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they just ended up becoming bigger and bigger because, you know, most as college groups go, you know, you have a rotating mem- uh, roster of members because right. people graduate and stuff. Yeah. And in Korea, not only do people graduate, but they go to, like, you know, military services and stuff, mm-hmm. too. So, um, they ended up including, I'm guessing they ended up including um, the graduates and whoever's not there at the time on their uh, list uh, still. Okay. Um, because uh, when they were at their biggest, apparently they had 23 members. Wow. Yeah. It's a choir. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but by the time they released their first album, there were five of them. Mm-hmm. And again, it was in 1993. And the members included the leader Kim Hyung-chul and bass Jo Chang-ik, who is currently uh, a professor of economy, mm. <laughs> and a countertenor Lee Sang-jun, who is now currently a member of a CCM group. And... Uh, <laughs> Ko Bung Jun, who is actually uh, the vice president at Samsung Jonja. Wow. Yeah. And uh, another bass, Yang Ji Hoon, <laughs> and countertenor Park Kyung Gyu. Ah, I see. Yeah, I, I had to name all of them just to throw in that Samsung Jonja. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, their album got so big that it became one of the, their debut album became uh, the fifth best-selling album of the year in 1993. Uh, mm. um, and uh, I, as I was mentioning, there was a period when the acapella scene was burgeoning in Korea. Mm-hmm. They're the cause. They oh, triggered it. Because they had a fandom on PC Tongshin. Ah. Yeah, so like the on the internet, on the like almost like a prototype of internet. Right. Um, so they had their uh I guess it was like a fan club, mm-hmm. um, not quite what we know today, but mm-hmm. you know, a sort of a fan club. Yeah, and um, that kind of you know let the world know that you know college kids could do this, right? Mm. So I think that triggered a lot of uh, other colleges to form or college students to form their own a cappella groups. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, the rest is history. Wow. Um, but, as I mentioned, they are not the first ever Korean a cappella group. Yeah, that the honor first? goes to Solists. Solists. Yeah. Again, ah. another group that is still active to this day. Wow. I see. Um, as for the lyrics to this song, 사랑이라 부를 수 있을까? It literally starts with, uh, can I call this love? Hmm. You know, can I call this feeling love? Because, you know, I, it's... It's indescribable. I I don't understand this. And it feels like everything is existing for us Mm. as long as you're with me. So Mm. initially, like, I don't know, like uh, me being me, I would have said, if you have to ask, it's probably not it. (laughs) (laughs) A skeptic. Yeah. (laughs) But when you go through the lyrics, it's obvious. You you really don't have to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's Ingong Wisong with their... Song, can I call it love? 사랑이라 부를 수 있을까? Did 
It's just her 사랑이라 부를 수 있을까? Can I call it love by 인공위성? And the protagonist of the song sounds kind of really confused because he keeps on asking <laughs> the same question over and over again. <laughs> But it's very uh, kind of like cute mm. and... Um, It's like yeah, young I mean, love. They're, you know, they're college, college kids. students, yeah. yeah. Although, when we were watching the video mm. as the song was going out, they did not look like college kids. <laughs> <laughs> they studied way too much. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's a tough school, so yeah. maybe. No, but I think it's just because of different times. It feels like people aged at different pace back yeah. then. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, because mm. like, back when I was their age, Looking at people my current age, mm-hmm. I thought they were like full-on grown-ups, right? Yeah. But now, no, not so much. Times changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. What's the next song? Speaking of times changing, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. Um, the next song is Sage or Four Seasons by 노래를 찾는 사람들. Mm. And I mentioned times changing because, oh boy, was it a different time when the group was formed. And also when the f- song was first released, because it was initially released in 1989. Ah. And the group, 노래를 찾는 사람들, was actually, um, hmm, they're a 민중가요 group. Okay. And so 민중가요, I had to look this up and I got some help from our PD님 too, because, you know, when you think about the word 민중가요, it just yeah. means folk song. Right. But the songs they sing are not folk songs. Right. It's more... How would you translate? Like well, people's? PD님 found that it was actually protest songs. Protest songs? Yeah, and ah. they exist all over the world. Okay. And then I remembered, hey, isn't that what like the French people sang as their national anthem? Mm. <laughs> so basically, it has something to do with their... Well, not their, but, you know, the democratic movement. Right. And protests. Yeah. You know, like uh, against all things... In, like not just mm. and all things not right, right right and in the 1980s korea was going through some really tumultuous times mm-hmm. because of you know we had a dictator and mm. <laughs> we had a lot of people fighting against it and song brought people together and it, it made them easier to rally right? right and that's why people still to this day sing certain songs yeah. during protests and rallies mm. And uh, at the time, these certain musical groups that formed to write and perform these songs were not just called, not called groups or mm-hmm. kasu, but they were called norepe. Norepe. Yeah. How would you trans- translate norepe? Now, pe, the word itself has a very negative connotation. Right. Like It's like a gang. gang. Sure. <laughs> so maybe a like... Group. Yeah, yeah, group, yeah. I mean, for the lack of better translation, <laughs> mm. a musical group, musical gang, mm. you know. Oh, that that kind of sounds like West Side Story. But <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, so mm, it, for some odd reason, when you put the word dore in front of the word pe, it just kind of takes away the negative connotation, sure. though. So, yeah. it, But it does, dore pe sa- definitely sounds more folksy. Yeah. Yeah, so. Hmm. And... Uh, as I mentioned, they were formed in the early 1980s because of this certain movement, mm-hmm. and they did go through uh, a lot of rotating members. Mm. And um, this particular song, uh, I actually found the full-on a cappella version of the song included on their fourth studio album, which was released in 1994. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they thought, hey, everyone else is doing it. 
They're, uh, they're doing it at PC Tongshin. We have a great song that would be a perfect fit for an a cappella performance. Right. Why not record it? Uh-huh. And they had the means for sure because I was really surprised to hear that these people are not pitchy at all. I they're see. perfect. Really? And it's a, I mean, the song itself is really simple. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you know the song. I haven't listened to it. Um, it's, it was actually, I think a lot of younger, hmm, younger quote-unquote younger people know this because of a remake that was done by Kobugi in 2001. Okay. And I did, you know, air quote with younger because I realized that's also 27 years ago. (laughs) Anyway, um, and the song, uh, partly thanks to Kobugi, but uh, even before that, the song was one of the very few Minjungayo or protest songs to make it onto radio or TV streams. Uh, Because, you know, I mean... It's it's a very politically nuanced um, type of music, so right. it's it's hard to play on mainstream. Exactly, media. but even so, sake gets a lot of play even today, oh. and it's often kind of used as a. Apparently, I read this on one of the blogs, but uh, a lot of YouTubers use this in the background when they're talking about dudongyo or working song. Oh, really? Because it is working song. Mm. It, the the song is about working uh-huh. literally ceaselessly. Ah, that's why it's called Four Seasons. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, the theme of the song is really sad, actually, even Mm. though the song is really upbeat. And I mean, it's in minor, but it's got a lot of, you know, dun 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 dun, you know, so it's got that movement to it. Mm -hmm. But it's because the song is about the sewing machines. Sewing machines? Yeah, Ah. it's about the laborers who don't get any break and Ah. they're just laboring away in front of the sewing machine Mm -hmm. night and day spring, summer, fall, winter. Mm. And so the song and the stanzas, they break it down into the four seasons. And it starts with the very poppy and happy line. You know, we get red flowers and yellow flowers. Flowers are blooming mm-hmm. and the white butterflies are flying over the fences and the warm spring breeze is coming and the sewing machine's going. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice out, but I'm working exactly. inside. Yeah. And mm. so cause summer comes and, you know, they're wearing short sleeves and short skirt. It's a hot summer and we're all sweating and there are beautiful, fluffy clouds in the sky mm. and the sewing machine's going. Mm. And the stars are spli- sparkling in the night sky all night long. <laughs> and then comes fall with its cool breeze and then it makes me feel a little melancholy. So I write a letter to send and the leaves are falling and piling and and the sewing machine's going. Uh-huh. And when winter comes, uh, the white snow covers the entire world. And the white factory, the white light, the white faces. That's because of the dust. Mm-hmm. And our youth is waning mm-hmm. and waning as the, the sewing machine goes on. Mm-hmm. Now, the kicker of this song uh-huh. is that it goes back to spring after that. Oh, the last verse goes back to spring. Yeah. So it's forever repeating. Forever. It's an endless, ceaseless song. Right. And it's just... Four ugh. seasons. Oh. Yeah. It's it's heart-wrenching, mm-hmm. but it's a very famous song. I see. Yeah, and I'm sure it captivates mm. that um, the endless yeah. labor yeah. of the laborers back then. Whew. Okay, let's take a listen to this song. 노래를 찾는 사람들 사계 Four Seasons. Mm-hmm. 
Listener Alicia says, somehow this sounds like the kind of song you'd hear in a musical set during the Russian or French Revolution. Oh, yeah. It's well, you got nailed that feel. it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a protest song. Mm, and, and it's got like the revolutionary feel to yeah, it. Yeah, that rhythm, kind of like a marching rhythm. Yeah. Oh, it's a little too fast for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, earlier, JSJ76 wrote, uh, the human voice is so miraculous. Yeah, I mean, it's so versatile. You can yeah. express so many things with the voice. You can. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyone can. Anyone can. <laughs> okay, wow. Gaio Top 10 continues. And the next song is, mm-hmm. what is it? Uh, I, I must ask, do you know this song? Gum? Yeah. I think I've heard it before. I mean, I must have too, because I own the album. Right. <laughs> I own the CD, uh-huh. um, so I must know. Hmm. I must have heard it, but it sounded really, really foreign when I first heard it uh, for the research for this oh, program. Did. Yeah, I was like, "Why doesn't this sound more familiar?" Because hmm. it, like, technically, theoretically, I should know this, right. <laughs> you know, because uh, it's a song by Solid. Yeah, and it's off of their second album, "The Magic of Eight Ball." Mm. Because everyone had that album, right? It's a very famous album. Yeah. So this was in 1995. And uh, their first album, I didn't know this, but apparently it was uh, produced by Chang Wo of Kong Hiro B. Oh, really? And it flopped. <gasps> uh, <laughs> ah. But it did a minor flop. I see. Um, and it, I think at the time, their explanation for uh, its lacklusterness was. Because it was too American. Mm. Because, yeah. you know, Solid is a three-member group uh, consisting of three Korean-American dudes mm-hmm. who met at church. So, yeah. like, legit kyohe, kyopo kyohe oppa. Right. Like, you know, to the definition. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so the first album didn't do as well, but they just went ahead and tried out their luck again with their second album. And this mm-hmm. time they added a little more Koreanness to it. Mm. And it definitely worked because mm-hmm. uh, the song that they worked or they wrote together with Kim Young-sok ah, was Iba Mekke Tril Japko. Ah, Iba I mean, it's solid uh, like most well-known yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. Mekke. And uh, it's it's the song that most people associate the group with. Right. Right? Even to this day. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, the album, The Magic of Eight Ball was the album that that of which the title was Iba Mekke Tril Japko. So, yeah, I have mm. the album. Yeah. But, and this was actually the first song on the album. This a cappella song? Yeah. Was. Oh. It was really super. So, so um, I've talked to Lena about this all, a lot too. But mm. back then, back in the ni- uh, 1990s, I think it was actually Solid who sort of started the trend too. But they had, a lot of the artists actually had a way of Mm, putting the genre of the song and the parentheses right after the song's title on their CD covers. Mm, okay. Yeah, so on um, this particular album, mm-hmm. they had an a cappella song. So uh, the song Kum was track number one, Kum, parentheses, a cappella. I see. That's what they did. Yeah. And then we had other tracks like Latin House. Iba Mekutil Jakko was actually labeled as R&B Ballad, which mm. is, you know, that on. Yeah. And uh, Nama Chingo was hip-hop. Mm-hmm. And then they had a techno song and a 70s ballad. And then they had a funky 
in there, which is not a genre. Right. <laughs> it's an adjective. Right. <laughs> but yeah, funky. they had a song, mm. uh, a song title, parentheses, funky, mm-hmm. and house, and then a P-funk. What's P-funk? I have no idea. P-funk. Maybe punk and funk? <laughs> P-funk? <Maybe>. Like punk? <laughs> punk? Funk? Punk and funk put together. P-funk. It's weird because it's not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if I get a chance, I'll ask. You know, please. If you get a chance, please okay. ask. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, so "Kum" uh, was their acapella song in their track number one, and apparently it was uh, written by uh, the lyrics were written by Ijun. Ijun. Who is the bass of the group? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Oh yeah, and I thought it was interesting how these are three people, mm-hmm. and they're doing an acapella. Mm. I, I didn't know that was possible. Right. Three people. It's very limited and you have to be very um, good and in- <laughs> intentional with the arrangements in mm-hmm. order to uh, portray all the chords. Because mm. usually to make jazzy chords, you need four notes mm-hmm. um, to add a seventh. Mm-hmm. But with three notes, it's very, it's, you're limited with right, options. Right. So you have to be very smart and intentional and, I mean, solid oh. That's why they're legendary. Yeah, they I mean, pull it off. Jung Jae-yong, I'm yeah. sure he pulled something off. Mm. Um, the song is very, very, very reminiscent of Boys to Men. Ah. So we're going to get a taste of a very different acapella this Great. time around. Because so far we heard like protest songs. Yeah. <laughs> and before that we had like a poppy, pop ballad-ish mm-hmm. um, tracks. And But earlier on I did mention um, the genre itself had its roots in like chorus mo- or chorus sounds or uh, gospel music yeah. and then there was barbershop and then there was doo-wop so I guess this is closer to doo-wop than the other two definitely yeah yeah. although you don't you don't really hear like you know doo-wop doo on on the track right but anyway going back to uh, the song's lyrics uh, written by Lee Jun he wrote this all in Korean mm-hmm. about a friend, a particular friend mm-hmm. who had uh, pursued music along with him but decided to quit. Ah, I mm-hmm. see. Uh, so the lyrics uh, start off with him, or it's actually Kim Joon singing mostly, but mm-hmm. uh, he says, we spent, so, uh, we spent our time laughing and smiling and we uh, each decided to chase after different clouds. Mm. So I thought it was interesting how they use a very English expression and turn it into Korean. Right. Because <laughs> we don't say <laughs> Right. right. Um, and then he talks about uh, the path that I used to always walk with you under the sky. Seasons change and our dreams also changed. Hmm. Why did you have to throw your dream away? So I wonder if this is a friend who was... Who Ijun was supposed maybe. To, yeah, mm. like who, maybe Ijun was supposed to form a group with him. Right. I don't know because mm. so far as I know, Ijun was just recruited. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, not recruited, but the three of them got together and decided to form a group. So maybe there was a fourth member. Maybe. Who knows? Mm. Um, and yeah, and then he even goes to say, Like I resented you, mm. but now I'm gonna pray for you, and then uh, repeats the earlier. Uh, stanza and talks about memories and our hearts forever, mm. so on and so forth. But yeah, it's. Um, I thought it was very um, boys to men of them. Yeah, because I mean, the, the group had always been the been solid inspiration. It, it was very clear and obvious right. from the get go, right? Um, but uh, hearing it again, I wish I remember 
what I felt when I first heard the song back in 1995. Mm. What do you I, remember now? I'm just surprised that I don't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so what was really surprising for me was mm. that I remember Chok Nuksek j i t e Oh, okay. Nuksek in Seng. Right. From the Gong Yuropi album, which was not mine, it was my sister's. Okay. Solid was mine. Right. <laughs> And it, I guess I stole my sister's CD player more often than I thought. <laughs> because, um, yeah, it was when I found out that Solid had an a cappella song, I was like, what? Mm. You know? So uh, another, another layer of that was, but there are only three of them, you know? Right. So yeah. uh, just goes to show what amazing talents they are. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it, it, I think they. It would not be a push to say that the, they're as good as Boys to Men on this track. Ah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, I haven't, I don't remember this song particularly, mm-hmm. but Solid in general, their yeah. music and their albums. I mean, they're the OGs of R&B music. Yeah. Of Kore- in Korea. In Korea. Yeah. They're the, Gotta give them l- love. I, I don't like to say this a lot, mm. but Kim j o a n s um, Nickname is mm-hmm. R&B Cho Sangnim. Right. So, you know, I like he, R&B Daddy more. Yeah, me too. But Cho Sangnim has a has a unique ring to it yeah. too. But it, you know, they started it all. It was one of the first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we'll listen to Solid's Gum Dream, and this is our last song for Gaio Top Ten. Thank you, Liz. My pleasure. And we'll be right back. <laughs> The song you just listened to was Gum, Dream by Solid. Wow. I mean, there are only three people, but they recorded over their voices to make the arrangement and the voices a little wider, a little more layered. But Uh, it just sounds so good, doesn't it? And Kim Johan and his voice and the other members, their harmonization, so perfect. Mm. And that brings us to the end of today's One Fine Day. Uh, I had another great time uh, listening to music and talking with Liz, listening to some classics. And acapella is kind of like my home ground, my home base of in terms of music genre. So it was nice to... learn and hear the classic acapella Korean songs back in the day. And I'm going to say goodbye for today with As One and their song Sonnet. Thank you all for tuning in and I'll see you tomorrow.